Hello, and welcome to Podcast Abbreviated, where we break down the best podcasts into short episodes. So you can discover new hosts and new podcasts and simply get to the best stuff faster. Welcome, everyone, to Podcast Abbreviated, part eight of the Naval podcast series. Today, we're going to be talking about how to figure out what to work on, who to work with, and then deciding to work hard. So in terms of working hard, Tim, why is this order of operations important? This is really important because a lot of people work really hard in their careers, but they're working towards something that is not productive. They're spinning their wheels or they don't have the system in place for that hard work to benefit them as much as it can. Hard work is a necessary, but it's not a sufficient condition to get wealthy. We all know that there are people who work incredibly hard and stay at the income that they are, don't advance over time. And arguably it's because they haven't built a framework like we're trying to do in this series, starting with the very beginning of working at something that you have specific knowledge in, working at something that you can scale. So what we're talking about here is figure out the system, figure out what you wanna do and figure out who you wanna do it with and then that hard work is going to compound over time and you wanna see compounding benefits. Exactly, now that doesn't mean working at a day job where you get a steady income is a waste of hard work, it's just you're gonna get a different thing out of it. You're gonna get a monthly salary that can be cut off whenever you leave. However, if you're building equity in something that you are establishing and creating, that equity can pay off in way greater dividends. It's a bigger risk but you help mitigate that risk through everything we talked about and then figuring out who to work with. If getting wealthy is your goal, you are going to have to work as hard as you can, but hard work is absolutely no substitute for who you work with and what you work on. The order of operations when you're building a business or even building your career is first figure out what should I be doing? What is something where there is a market that is emerging, there's a product that I can build that I'm excited to work on and something where I have specific knowledge and I'm really into it. And then second, surround yourself with the best people possible. And no matter how high your bar is, raise your bar because you can never be working with other people who are great enough. And then finally, once you've picked the right thing to work on and the right people to work with, then you work as hard as you can. This is where the mythology gets a little crazy. People will work 80, 120 hour weeks. A lot of that's just status signaling. It's showing off. Nobody really works 80 to 120 hours a week sustained at high output with mental clarity. Your brain breaks down. You just won't have good ideas. So really the way people tend to work most effectively, especially in knowledge work, is they sprint as hard as they can while they're working on something and they're inspired and they're passionate and then they rest, they take long breaks. It's more like a lion hunting and much less like a marathon runner running. So you sprint, then you rest, you reassess, and then you try again. And what you end up doing is you end up building a marathon of sprints. So Tim, have you had any experience with identifying who to work with and why that's so important in investing your time and energy with that person? Getting the right people for anything is much harder than people think. Why? Because it's not something that you can Google how to do. I want to find the right person for my business. Like, what does that mean? Who is the right person for you? Well, part of what Naval talks about in the full podcast is to play long-term games with long-term people. What you want to do is find people that you 
believe can commit to doing something with you for the long run. You want to be doing things that compound. Relationships have a compounding benefit. And that's a huge point that Naval makes. Why? Because trust is a super highway. When you trust somebody, you can make assumptions about the other person and that enables business to go more smoothly and to go more quickly. When you have high integrity people, you don't have to check the bank account every time that somebody makes a deposit or withdrawal. You don't have to worry that they're gonna rip you off. And that only happens when you have repeated interactions with somebody and you can really trust them. It's fascinating, right? Because different cultures handle this different ways. You know, when I went to Japan, I was told about this culture of bosses going out and just getting hammered wasted together. And the reason why is because you build some sort of mutually assured destruction. You go out drinking with somebody else, they know your dirt, you know their dirt. That means that if something were to go wrong, you could use that against them. And I'm not saying that's what we should do, but it's just one way that a culture handles this issue. So finding the right people is critical. Find people that you can play with over the long term, and they're people who want to go far with you because that is how you get compounding relationships, whether it's the person you choose to marry or whether it's the person that you choose to do business with or whether it's even people that you choose to work for you because the longer you work with somebody, the more productive you will be and the more productive they will be. I mean, Chris, what, what do you think about all that? Yeah, I think you touched on a really important point that I want to emphasize, and that point is fit. So you can't understand who is going to complement who you are unless you understand yourself. So if you can really be honest with what you're strong at, what you're weak at, then you need to seek out people who are strong at your weaknesses. It's going to be a reckoning if you think that you're strong at something that you're not because you're gonna start doing it and then you're going to be exposed. And so that goes back to our judgment. You wanna use good judgment in terms of, hey, I can't be good at everything. That's a reality. I have strengths, I have weaknesses. And so for example, my weakness, Tim, is is outreach. Like I am an introvert. I, I like to be on my computer. I like to edit audio. I like to create videos. I sometimes like to talk to people, but in small contexts. And so recognizing that, okay, well, if I'm making a product and I can't tell anybody about it, or I'm not super energized to get out there and evangelize what we're doing, well, that's going to be a problem. And so working with you on this was a perfect fit because that comes naturally to you. That's something that is part of your specific knowledge where I don't know where you got the desire to reach out to people through email, social media, and in person. But all I know is, is that I've identified that you've had it. So in terms of the working hard component, Tim, that scares a lot of people because when you have a day job, when you have a corporate job, a lot of the risk and a lot of the energy can be uh, mitigated by the structure and how long that company's been around. And so you can take a day off or you can take a whole week off. You got vacation time or you can get to the point maybe you, you know, you're having kids and you, you can scale back a little bit and potentially even make the same salary. But when you're on your own or when you're in a partnership, it's all on you. And so how do you address somebody who says, hey, Chris, Tim, I love what you're doing. I see that this is beneficial for some people, but like I just can't take that risk, particularly because I just don't have the assurance that I can spend enough energy consistently in order to produce what I need to produce on my own. Well, I mean, again, this is about whether or not you want to get wealthy. So if you want to get there, you will have to work your butt off unless you really do get lucky. And again, the whole premise here is we're not trying to rely on luck. When you have ownership and equity in something, 
every ounce of work that you do will come back to benefit you. When you're working in a corporate setting, the incentive is to work as little as possible or just enough to make an impact, but no more than you have to because you aren't getting the same upside, right? That's why companies like to incentivize employees with stock options or even a little bit of equity because then you know that if you go that extra mile and it helps the company just that little bit more, ultimately your shares are gonna be worth more. Now, the more equity you have in a company, the more that is true. So when you have something that you're an owner of, say a 50-50 owner of, or 25%, or even 10 to five to 3% owner of, you know that if you pull that extra 30 minutes at night, if you log in on the weekends, if you answer those extra emails, you could potentially benefit in a big way down the road. So that's sort of how I think about it. How, how do you think about this, Chris? I think the point that Naval makes at the end of the episode is essential. And I made this point in part seven, but I, it's important enough to make again, is that human beings are not designed to output energy at a high level consistently. Maybe some people, maybe an Elon Musk can do that. I don't know. But all I know is that I am not designed that way. And I don't think most people are. And so it's essential to recognize that it's not about working at 100 hours a week, every week. And if I just do that for three years, then I'll be successful as long as I do all this. That's not realistic. Burnout is real. Creating something takes a lot of energy and creative energy. And when you expend it through a 100 hour week, it's gone and you have to re-energize. And so his point about the marathon of sprints instead of a consistent marathon is essential. Taking the time to rest, to reevaluate, to take a break from expending energy and go into judgment mode is essential because you can rest in that mode and it allows you to reorient the direction of where you're going. And so you don't have to get intimidated that this is gonna be a 60, 70, 80 hour endeavor every single time and when you apply your specific knowledge to an endeavor, intrinsically in that specific knowledge is your motivation. And so a lot of times your motivation will speak to you and will energize you on a piece of what you're doing. And so once that animates you to do something, use it. That's the time where you should say, hey, flip this switch on. I'm going to work as long as I can until that motivation runs out. So get in tune with your specific knowledge and what you're motivated to do. Leverage that internal energy, expend it all. And then when that runs out, don't be sad that it's gone. Notice that, use that to take the time to take a step back, take a break, re-energize and then reorient and when you find that reorientation and when you've taken enough time to rest that motivation can spark again and you're going to be headed in the right direction naval says if you don't love what you do somebody else will outperform you especially when you're in the wealth creation game what he means by that i think is that there are countless people out there who love coding, who love finance, who love video, who love whatever it is that you're doing, love podcasting. They love it. And for them, it's not work. And so if you are sitting there feeling like the thing you're doing is work and you feel like it's costly to you, those people will have a better shot at outperforming you because for them it's it's effortless they're flowing they're just going with it so that's also important piece is to find the right thing to do my failures in life have often happened because i was fighting an uphill battle i didn't love what i was working on maybe i loved the concept of the company maybe i loved the vision of the company maybe i even loved the people 
But if it wasn't something that I felt I could do effortlessly at a certain point after a couple sprints, you're dreading it. You don't want to go back and do that. So find that thing, find that person you can work with and just keep doing that. Don't stop and you will find some success down the road. And then finally, when you're thinking about all of the actions it takes in order to start a company, in order to launch a product, there are gonna be activities within that that you're not gonna like. You're not gonna be motivated. You're not gonna have the specific knowledge for every single one. And this goes back to what we talked about in the beginning of the episode, which is partner with somebody who it is part of their specific knowledge to accomplish those tasks. Or those are the things that you want to identify to contract out. There are a lot of resources, Upwork, Fiverr. There are so many places that you can go to get reasonable rates for activities that you just don't want to do. And that is something that Naval talks about in the full podcast. So if you're interested in hearing more, go to the full podcast. But he talks about how you want to value your time and your time is worth the most when you're doing the thing you're best at. And so if you look at the scope of your entire endeavor, your entire project, and you say, hey, I don't like doing invoices. I don't like creating budgets. I don't like X. Figure out how you can get somebody else to do that for you, whether that's the person you're partnering with or contracting out because that will give you the space and the energy to invest in the thing that you're going to get the best return on because you can only have a certain amount of energy. You only can work so hard. You want to get the most return and you're going to get the most return on the thing that you have the most specific knowledge for. I couldn't agree more, Chris, and I'm just really excited to keep doing this. And this does conclude the Naval Podcast abbreviated series. We really hope you enjoyed it. Please reach out for any additional episodes that you want to see abbreviated at podcastabbreviated at gmail.com. We really hope you enjoyed this series. Send us your feedback on what you'd like to see more. And we would also love if you gain any insights and you start to apply those insights, send it over to us. Show us how you've been able to leverage this because we're currently leveraging what we're learning in this Naval podcast in what we're doing right now. It works. We can apply it directly to what we're doing. So if you have something where you have an example where you've been able to apply it, send it to us and we will broadcast it out. So tune back in and check us out for the next episode. Thanks so much, everyone.